0: Hello! Before we start this week's episode, I ask that you join me in a brief meditation. Check that you are on Wi-Fi, relax your shoulders, and close your eyes. Just breathe. The date of recording is June 22nd. Spring has established itself in our rainy little town. The temperature has risen and the sun is popping up baby plants all over the yard. The bird feeders are full of little waiting mouths and frogs sing by the creek. Dandelions feel the sun and bloom before retreating from the cool night. Eggs are being hidden among little crevices of bushes and flowers. Just breathe. Litha has just arrived, and with it, bonfires and s'mores, lakeside drinks, and new romance. Ribbons of bright blue, lavender, pink, and yellow wave goodbye to the final bits of spring this year. Sun-kissed skin awaits you to wrap you in its warmth and guide you into a calm afternoon nap. Soft notes of distant music float through the open evening window. Just Breathe. Remember the strawberry moon that just passed, how beautiful it was, how it shined so brightly. It kept watch over the relentless sky. Remember how lit up the evening trees became, how alive the forest was? The strawberry moon created a world all her own to exist beside us, ever inviting. It was safe. It led us home. Just breathe. For this brief moment in your life, you are with us. You are only here to listen. Do not worry what goes on in the mundane world. Do not trouble yourself with the relentless outside. Listen to us and be something beyond your limbs. Be more than your body, more than the four walls around you. For the next few minutes, you are magic. Just breathe. Now, open your eyes, and welcome to Pacific Coast Pagan. I want to take a brief moment to dedicate this podcast to my co-host who unfortunately cannot be with us during this moment. I don't want to get into specifics, especially for something that is so personal and not mine but he has been having some health issues as of late and is not well enough to join me here today. We tried waiting it out to see how long we could wait until we put out another podcast, and I appreciate every single one of you who have stuck by us through this entire thing, waiting and waiting. I know we had taken a brief hiatus before COVID struck, And so by the time things started getting really bad, we were just nowhere to be seen for a long time. I appreciate you staying by me. I appreciate you still listening, and I appreciate you still interacting with us. And even if it has to be just me for a bit, or if I do have to get a guest speaker, I hope that you will remain by our side. I ask that you please keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers. And with a little luck and a little finagling, hopefully we'll be right back on track to how we were. Thank you for listening to me. Now to break our hiatus, I thought I would come back with quite a funny story and we'll get to something a bit easier, which is just a general history lesson. Today, I'm going to be going over how tarot came to be. I know I've touched very briefly in the past saying that my preferred method of divination is tarot. So I went in and the story I have for you guys goes back quite a long way even before tarot came about. Does grace like more so I guess how divination came about and how it evolved into tarot eventually. So gather around for a story of Greek war, espionage, kidnap women getting blasted, and Frenchmen publishing entire books just to tell each other off. It all started with the beginning of divination itself in the times of ancient Greece. The Greeks believed in both oracles and seers. Now, oracles were the gosh darn shindig end all for prophecies. They were believed to be the physical conduits for the gods on earth. Their prophecies were understood to be verbatim of what the gods said. Problem being, there's only like 12 of them, and everyone and their gosh darn brother needs to know what Susie really said, or if this bump is a tick-biter if they're going to turn into a werewolf. Seers could basically only do yes or no questions. They were useless but more available, but the story isn't about them. Now, there was this little town named Delphi, and in it was an oracle named Pythia. Now, excuse me if I pronounce that horrifically wrong, I do have only what I assume would be the Americanized version of the pronunciation of an ancient Greek name. It might be Pytha, and in it was an oracle named Pytha, supposedly 300 or so years old. She only got famous because some Greek playboy was like, hoo-hoo-hoo, these oracles are scams and I'm gonna prove it. So he sent out messengers and paid heavily to be at the front of the lines to be seen next to ask each oracle what he was doing that day. Only the oracle of Delphi was accurate, and she said the man was making tortoise soup. After that, the town bloomed economically. Tourism went wild for them. Issue is, how do you fake an everlasting immortal oracle? Well, you kidnap women from the village at the base of the temple. Now, what would happen, which is debated whether the town understood what was going on or not, is they'd sit these young women on top of the specific altar chair that sat on a chasm a chasm that emitted ethylene gas. So these women would get high as heck off this non-harmful gas and start ranting and raving, muttering gibberish, and acting possessed. And the temple just so happened to work by so-called priests who would quote, translate for the oracle. When in reality, these priests were a network of spies all throughout the country. So of course they knew what was going on and could give accurate information, this continued until the city was burned down by invaders then taken back by rome then taken again etc eventually rome kept it but byzantine emperor theodosius decided paganism is bad and destroyed it for good in 394 a.d and this new branch of christianity kept deciding that divination was for satanists and tried to keep it down even in 692 the eastern orthodox church was like stop that and the people of the middle ages were like no then in the 14th century playing cards came to europe from egypt people were ecstatic but at the same time in 1572 the church was like card games as fun sounds suspicious and a dominican priest published a sermon about how the game was considered gambling On one hand, the church went ahead and made predicting the future a capital fence at this time, but because it was just a fancy hand-painted card game for the wealthy, it passed the church's sketch detector. It wasn't until the late 18th century that tarot was used for divination. Jean-Baptiste Elliott, also known as Attila, began to do readings in France after 1750, He wrote a book called A Way to Entertain Yourself with a Deck of Cards in 1770, which gave significance to each of the 32 cards available at the time. Now take note, my tarot deck is 78 cards. Now, in this book, he explained that he learned this method from an Italian man, but in 1781, 11 years later, this other French dude, Antoine Court, published a book basically saying tarot was actually an Egyptian book of arcane wisdom. Now, there's no evidence to suggest divination by tarot is Egyptian, but occultists at the time were absolutely shocked. So our boy Itella was like, excuse me, and in 1785 published a book called How to Entertain Yourself with a Deck of Cards called Tarot. In it, Itella claimed that he had been introduced to the art of tarot divination in 1751, long before the appearance of Antoine Court's research. Which is all a moot point because by 1790 Attila was interpreting the hermetic Egyptian book of Toth that would later include his reworking of what is known as the major and minor arcanas, aka both parts of the current day deck. And that's how we got the current day tarot. But people have been obsessed with trying to perform divination in various ways ever since the dang dawn of time. And I don't believe there is an entity alive that could stop humanity as a whole from further questioning and questioning what is here, what is beyond, what's going to happen. I also look at it more as tarot being one of the better known forms of divination, second only to the Ouija board, of course. While not socially acceptable, it is a lot more familiar to a lot more people than, say, mere scrying Bone throwing, rune reading. Even this past Samhain, I went into a craft store just looking for regular decorations. And this was like a big name craft store. And they had a regular 32 card deck of tarot just as decoration. A mass produced deck. Just ready for people. And I would love for tarot to become more popular with more people. And I love the fact that, especially in the Pacific Northwest, you can go to almost any occult store and they will have an on-call reader or a tarot reader coming by like every Wednesday or Saturday. I just absolutely love that. It feels like the pagan experience, especially in these stores up here, can handle every single niche. If you need just general supplies, they got you. If you need readings, they got you. Even if you need a tutor on how to show you how to read tarot. They have someone for that. And I love how these tarot readers also double as public communications in some of these pagan circles where, oh, well, this reader sees so many people each week and each month that if you needed this really specific thing, that's who you would go to. It's no longer oh, well, if you want this certain bit of information, I guess you'll have to talk to this crone of this one coven and we'll see if she has time for you. It's just find your local reader. They'll know where to point you. Can I get a few emails from you guys just saying what your favorite divination is? I want to know more experiences with it. I have both done my own tarot reading, which people would argue is a negative or positive thing, but I've also had somebody do a reading for me, and both were just highly accurate. The one reading I had done, it really got my rear end into gear in me doing what I needed to get done, and being an adult, which I feel like is also a huge tarot attitude compared to like oracle cards especially. It's a common attitude that oracle cards will tell you you're gonna have a great day, and will just be all bouncy and happy while tarot cards are sitting there in the background and they're going to tell you how you messed up. They're going to tell you how you keep messing up and they're going to tell you to get your head out of your rear. And all of my experiences with tarot have been that. So maybe it's just my deck. Super sarcastic. I absolutely love mine. But if you guys have a likewise experience with divination or even if it's completely different, let me know what your divination method is and tell me the experience with it. Like what kind of attitude it holds. Because the only two I got are freakish dreams that pop out of absolutely nowhere to tell me what's going to happen. And it's usually super small day-to-day things. It's never even serious things. It's just, oh, I'll have a dream that I should call that day to schedule an appointment and I'll get an appointment sooner or they'll finally have an opening or I have tarot which just sits there and sasses the fact that I'm not doing what I should to fix the situation that it told me last time to fix but (laughs) anyway thank you guys so much for holding on with me it's going to get better and I honestly believe that And if you are also residing in the United States, it's going to be a hot minute before it gets better. And we know this. And we just have to do what's best for each individual person. We have to remain safe. We have to take deep breaths, continue moving forward. My heart goes to every one of you. Who's lost jobs, who's lost housing because of this, who's had to file for mortgage assistance. We are better off in the Pacific Northwest than a lot of states, but that absolutely does not make this pain any less, and it does not make it any less difficult. I want each and every one of you to take a lot of time out of your days to ask yourself how you could be safer in interacting, and asking yourself, what can I improve to make sure that this doesn't absolutely wreak havoc? Because a lot of us have lost people. A lot of us have had someone battling with this, and I hope every single one of you can battle this pandemic and come out on the other side. I'll update you guys how I can, in a respectful manner, of course. So if you don't hear a lot from me, it's because there's not a whole bunch of information to give without getting super personal and... So please, 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 take care of yourselves. We're already a very small community and just a sea of people. Our cities are huge. Our at-risk populace is massive. And every single time you take the opportunity, and use the parameters to make sure you're safe, you're not passing it on to 10, 15, 20 people who wouldn't make it. And that's what it comes down to. It's not being selfish, wearing a mask. It's not wasting time using hand sanitizer. And anyone who says that taking care of yourself is a political statement, just avoid them heavily through this time because your inner peace should not be putting up with this person and possibly getting someone you or you love sick. That should not be the price of your inner peace right now. So with that, I want to wish everyone a good evening. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for holding on with us through all of this. Thank you for your continued support. For questions and comments, please shoot me an email at pacificcoastpagan at gmail.com Tweet us at the handle coastpagan Finally, join us on our Facebook page, Pacific Coast Pagan to participate in events like Mutual Share Monday, Tarot Draw Tuesday and future planned giveaways which will really be winding up quickly now that I'm hoping to get more in the swing of things And last but not least I want to extend an invitation. If you would like to be a guest speaker for Pacific Coast Pagan, and you live in the Pacific Northwest, please, please, please do shoot me an email at Pacific Coast Pagan. Let me know who you are. Let me know what path you follow, what you'd like to talk about. And I will see, I will darn well see what we can do. So thank you for being here. Stay safe out there and love fiercely.